Um, so when uh, <clears throat> when spiritual communities uh, go sideways, they go sideways around uh, one of three themes: money, sex, or power. And I'm here to talk about money. <laughs> and so I'm joking, you know, but it's actually something that requires a lot of, um, uh, a lot of like, uh, yes, skillfulness, dexterity, care, because, uh, um, yeah, it can, you know, go, it can go sideways in different ways. Uh, on the one hand, you can have a kind of sense of like, well, money is not um, not spiritual or something like that, or the, the kind of realities of, you know, su support is, is not, uh, that's, that's just mundane, you know, but, uh, and juxtapose that to the spiritual realm. But the truth is like, uh, it's all our practice, and um, and then on the other side, it can go in the direction of um, uh, that that I think you know uh, there has to be a lot of care in um, uh, in in no way kind of infringing on the sanctity of the student-teacher relationship, which I consider one born of uh, love and non-exploitation and care. And, uh, and so there's a, a kind of wish to ensure that, um, uh, yeah, that, I, that the aspiration is that we be as free, that I am as free in this conversation and that you are as free in this as in any other aspect of Dharma practice. And so this is the information that um, from the kind of uh, registration materials, but the Spear Rock is, is trying to structure a way of supporting the center, supporting staff and teachers where uh, the the fees of retreat go to support the the center, and the the teachers, uh, the managers, and the cooks um, are supported by the the generosity gifts of uh, of the sangha, and that's the way that we you know that's that kind of system has evolved over time and. A lot of kind of, um, you know, care and ongoing exploration. What's the best way actually to support a, a culture of um, uh, of Dharma? And this is the kind of place that uh, the the community has has landed. And so, um, this is a kind of. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's not a kind of imposition or need being f forced upon you, but is a kind of invitation or uh, opportunity to support um, something that is uh, 
of, of value, nourishing. And so um, that's, um, yeah, it feels, it feels appropriate just to be plain about the kind of financial kind of arrangements. And I, I hope that um, we can all feel free in this together, that sometimes it can feel like uh, this disruption of the kind of intimacy of Dharma and I, I um, yeah, the truth is the Dharma is always offered freely. Like that's that is what makes it the Dharma. You know, that that is that it's that's what makes it Dharma. Um, and so the spirit is yeah. This is from you know our heart to to yours this this week. And um, yeah, so we didn't, we didn't, we didn't um, come here for your money, <laughs> but because we're here, <laughs> yeah. Uh, So I, I hope that I hope that we're we can all be free in this together, yeah, really, like that. Uh, yeah, we can we can navigate our way. Any? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. It's always a little bit of an awkward thing to talk about sometimes, Donna. But practicing generosity isn't awkward. It's a cause for real joy. And um, I just want to be, you know, you know, straightforward that I really, I'm here sharing the Dharma with you in a very real way because so many folks who have come to practice with me and my colleagues have have been generous and shared and supported me to make it here, basically. And so whatever you offer to us, and it's completely optional, you don't have to make an offering, but whatever's offered is some of how the managers, the cooks, and the teachers continue moving forward in supporting you in doing, you and the people who are next in doing this precious practice. So it's really a pay it forward. And for me, it's a real practice to show up like Matthew is saying and just wholeheartedly share the teaching, share my love of the Dhamma and know that Spirit Rock's not writing me a check. You know, it's not like a commodity. It's not that kind of transaction. And so the invitation, if you do choose to uh, make an offering to the the Spirit Rock staff, the, the managers, cooks, ourselves. Um, it's really an offer, an invitation to you know, ask yourself the question, what's generous for you? And people ask over and over again, is there a certain amount? And I love that the answer is absolutely not. There's, n there's not an amount. It's not like a price. It's really the Dhamma's priceless. And I remember a retreat I was on, one of my early retreats, and I had like very, very little money at the, the time, and I had to arrange my schedule a certain way. 
Like it was, it was a big deal to go set this retreat for a week. And I remember walking down, this was in New York, and I was walking down to put some cash in the Donna box. And um, as I was going down the stairs to the Donna box, I became aware that my palm was clenched and the bills were wet from sweat because <laughs> I was going to put money in the Donna box, but my heart wasn't in a place that was free and generous. My heart was in a place of clinging. That's not the practice of generosity. And so I went back upstairs and practiced a little bit. And um, I did walk down. I actually, I, I did walk down with a different amount in my hand, but my heart was free. It was this place of like giving with an open hand. And there was a real joy in the connectedness of that. So like the same act can happen with a different heart space. So if you choose to give, I just, well, you know, we would hope that, that this would be a, a place of joy, a practice of joy for you. If you give, let yourself enjoy knowing that your gift is supporting us and those who have supported you in this container in continuing um, our work in the Dharma together. As usual, the teachers have the poetic part and we have the logistics. So we're going to go through a bunch of closing announcements. It's a lot to take in. Some of you have heard it many times. Let it wash over. Otherwise, um, try to notice some of the details and know that much of it is written down out there. So you can always come ask us questions. So don't worry about catching it all. Um, the purpose of these announcements are to make the retreat closing run smoothly. We're going to go through logistics for leaving the retreat center, offering dana, staying connected, completing retreat and closing tasks, and then shuttles and rides. And at the end, we're going to tag team back and forth through the topics, see if our differing voices will help keep you awake. And uh, when we're finished, we'll give you a moment to stretch and such, and then the teachers will come back in for um, more practice and things that they have going on today. So first I'm going to talk about the logistics of offering, Donna. Um, all the information you need to complete a gift, if you choose to give one, it's well documented with signage out on the tables in the foyer. The tables are currently covered with tablecloths, and when you um, come out of the hall to go down to dinner, everything will be uncovered, and you're welcome, and they'll be out there until you come into closing session in the morning. 
Um, we ask that you complete any gifts you want to give by the time you come in because we'll whisk it all away when you're in the hall. And um, we offer four ways to give Donna here, check, credit card, pledge, and cash money. It's a very funny combination of an old practice in a modern world. Um, checks, Spirit Rock prefers that you give separate checks for teachers and staff, but if you only have one, you can put it in the memo and how much is for each. Uh, U.S. banks only and checks are made out to Spirit Rock. And again, this is all written down out there by the Donna boxes. Uh, there are credit card forms out there. Spirit Rock only takes Visa or MasterCard. And one credit card form can be used for both teachers and staff. And there's all kinds of lines to complete on it. And please fill it out fully. And then there's pledge sheets that if you want to have a deduction from your checking account in the future, uh, you can fill out that form. You can attach a voided check or put in your information. And those deductions start the 15th of the next month, so that's December. And that can be one time or six. And cash goes directly in the Donna boxes. There are little forms out there to be filled out for cash if you would like to get um, a donation acknowledgement because all Donna is tax deductible. And that happens automatically with checks and credit cards. But with cash, we need your information to know who it came from if you would like one of those um, acknowledgements. There are three Donna boxes. <laughs> so when you go out there, the whole thing is self-serve. So there's um, six teachers and nine staff. And you'll see in the three boxes, one is checks and cash for teachers, one is checks and cash for staff, and one is credit cards or those pledge forms on which you can indicate on one form, how much for teachers, how much for staff. The staff is uh, two managers and seven cooks. Uh, during lunch, Anna and I set up some tables out there in the foyer. And included on that is the Donna tables, but also uh, some tables with communications, materials, there's some flyers for upcoming retreats that these teachers will be part of. And uh, they have some email lists if you want to stay in touch with them. Jennifer has some CDs, Wes has a DVD and a book. And additionally downstairs in the lower walking hall, uh, we, we will uh, magically transform that into a bookstore uh, after dinner after dinner, so you can practice shopping meditation. <laughs> you also see flyers out on the tables there for something called Next Step Dharma, which is a Donna-based online course, which is centered around how to integrate retreat practice into daily life. And uh, we'll also have that code for accessing all of the recorded material during this retreat the morning instructions and the Dharma talks in the evening. So be sure to write down the four-letter uh, code that you'll find out on those tables. That'll all be opened up at dinner time.
There's also more books in the Community Meditation Center, open from 9 to 5. So now I'll talk about retreatant closing tasks. So one of the things that we'll all do together is restore this room because um, on Monday there will be 96 new practitioners coming to do a week-long retreat. And so we ask that at the end of the closing session tomorrow, which is from 9.15 a.m. to about 11 a.m., at the end we ask that everyone uh, pick up your meditation supplies, Stack them against the wall like how you found them. Maybe shake them off outside. If you used any of the Zabutans or Zafus from the upper walking hall, please return them to that closet up there. And a uh, gentle reminder that if you used anything from the pharmacy in our office that you settle your tab before departing. And if you need to print your boarding pass for a flight, you can come in our office and uh, we can help you print out a boarding pass, usually uh, 24 hours before the departure of your flight. For cleaning this area here, um, we ask if there are 15 people who have maybe about 10, 15 minutes tomorrow morning at the end of the closing session, around 11 o'clock, who can stick around and um, do a few tasks like cleaning the floors here or um, cleaning the, uh, the cubby area or doing some vacuuming. Are there 15 people that can stick around for a little bit at the end? Thanks. Perfect. That's even 16. Thank you. So what I will do, what we will do is post what Anna is demonstrating here, this little laminated sheet of paper with a list of tasks and you just write your name next to the task that you'd like to perform. So thank you for volunteering. And the cooks say hi. They're busy <laughs> making dinner. And um, I just feel like I wanna, I wish they were here. I just feel like so honored. Um, all the hard work. I mean, we were able to experience it. They were just working so much for that beautiful meal and for all the meals. So they're not here, but I just, you know, I'm sending them a lot of love right now. And, um, and they say if you have a second after breakfast tomorrow, even like five minutes, you could come down and they've got a whole list of things that they need to do before the next retreat starts. And you could just pop in the kitchen, say hi, and uh, they'll give you something short to do. The other main morning task is cleaning your room. Um, and getting all of your goods out of there. We try to leave the rooms better than we found them for the next yogi. And there's cleaning supplies already out in the hallways of each residence hall. Uh, the room cleaning guide is on the back of your door. It's pretty simple. And blankets and bedspread. Well, bedspread goes on the bed. Blankets and pillows go at the top of the bed, just like when you came in. Um, sheets and towels go to the back porch of the council house. There will be a trillion bins set up out there for all the laundry. Uh, trash and recycling go in containers located under the um, porch, you know, on the porch under the stairs of your dorm. 
please leave the heat on and the windows closed. We don't know what the weather will do next. And um, if you're in Opeka, please also bring the sink mat that's um, by your sink. If you're a shower cleaner, could you please bring the bath mats from the showers and tub areas also to that laundry area? We encourage you to double check your room and the meditation hall and the dining hall for all your personal items. Uh, housekeeping does have a lost and found, and you'd be amazed what ends up in there. We keep everything in the lost and found for 30 days, and then, quite frankly, it goes into our free box, and you'd be you see some beautiful things walking around on the land that people are wearing that came from things that were lost and found. We That's also how we fill our boxes of warm things outside. So we would much prefer to return things to you. If you leave something and figure it out afterward, you're going to contact housekeeping, which is extension 261, and they're very good at sending things back. It's not that we covet your things, it's that we reuse around here, that's all. Um, we ask that you're all the way out of your room by the time you come in for the closing session at 9.15. This is so the housekeepers can begin to ready the halls for the next group. And so on that note, they ask that you don't use the bathrooms in there after that. Please use them over here at the meditation hall or down at the dining hall. Please do do your regular yogi job until the bitter end. We need all the help we can get. And, you know, it's obvious some things, like there's no lunch tomorrow, so there's no um, veggie prep, but pretty much everything else keeps going till after breakfast. If you signed out a key for your room, we have key return boxes here in the foyer and on the council house porch, or you can hand them to us. And um, if you would like your electronic device back, um, after breakfast tomorrow is when we'll have them all laid out in our office. So please come by. We don't like to end up with extra devices. So please come in and claim yours. Um, when you get your bags packed from the residence hall, um, you can either take them right down to your car, you can park them where we leave our carts right in front of the council house. We'll have moved our cart in the morning. Um, and the, any bags you leave there are ones that you're going to pick up after the closing session and take down the hill yourself. So if you're taking a shuttle, you want to either leave your bags there to take down yourself or leave in front of the dining hall. We also have a van parked outside, and if you'd like the van to take your bags down the hill, you can put them in the van till it's packed full and then stack them in back of the van. The caretakers will take several loads down and they'll put them in front of the administration building which is to the left, just below the community meditation hall, but it'll be well signed in the morning. So if you send your bags down after closing, you'd go down. You can get your car and drive it to the admin. You'll see the signs and just load your bag in, or you can grab your bag from there. But please, if you're taking a shuttle, don't send your bag down there because it'll end up not where the shuttles are. So anyone on a shuttle, keep your bag um, up here or in front of the dining hall, not in that van. Okay, I'm going to talk about getting you home tomorrow. 
airport shuttles and carpools. So I'll just take this moment while everyone's here together in the same room just to confirm. And also it'll be posted so you don't have to remember it right now because you can read it later. So I appreciate everyone's patience as we practice airport shuttle and carpool confirmation meditation. <laughs> okay. Um, so there's a shuttle departing at 6.30 tonight for Kim. Kim, are you in here? Hey, okay, so you know about that. Down at the dining hall is where they pick you up. Uh, tomorrow there's a noon shuttle. So if you could just raise your hand when I say your name. Uh, it's okay, I'll just one at a time. Uh, Julia D. Thanks. Uh, Jessica G. Cool. Tina K. Awesome. Matt K. Hey. By, uh, Brian K. And Misha P. Awesome. And then at 11.30 a.m. to Oakland for two people, uh, Rupal and Brad. Okay. Now I'm just going to confirm the carpools. So what I'll do is sort of the same thing where I'll call your name and you raise it and look to the other people that you'll be carpooling with. Additionally, after uh, breakfast tomorrow, if you're in a carpool, head to the council house so you can meet your driver and co-passengers, okay? After breakfast tomorrow, council house. So Miriam has offered four seats to San Francisco. So I've got Gabe R. C. Miriam. Uh, Paul C. Over there. And Charlie R. Behind Miriam. Okay, great. So we'll leave it with a three right now. I think we've got other drivers for those. Thank you. Margarita V. Has offered a ride to Allison M. Over here. Y'all see each other? Okay, cool. Uh, Amit M. Has offered a ride to Sarah and Andrew. Who are back there. Do you see each other? Amit, could you raise your hand, please? Y'all see each other? Okay, good. Ethan B. Offered a ride to Spencer C. And Liana H. Okay, y'all see each other? Cool. Craig. Oh, thanks. Emmertat as well. Okay. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, Craig has offered a ride to Bon. Bon, uh, Craig's over here. Raise your hand, Craig. Nice and high. Cool. Thank you. Samantha has offered a ride to Zach C. Zach, Zach, Zach. Over there. Okay, cool. And then Itamar has offered a ride to Matt M. Back there. And Lissa M. Back there. And Brian Young, Brian Young has offered a ride to LA, which Seth might do. Where's Seth? Seth. Seth is in the back toward the doors. Raise your hand nice and high. Brian. So the two of you can connect, and Brian, you can continue to think about if you want to ride to LA or not. <laughs> Does anyone else need a ride tomorrow? Uh, that's a beautiful thing. 
Okay, cool. If you have any questions or concerns about your ride and shuttle, just come to our office and we'll help you out. And so keep checking for notes on the noteboard. You're still in silence, technically. And um, we'll have just a stretch break after this for five, ten minutes. Then the teachers and everyone should come back in here. Is there someone who can ring the bell in about f uh, five minutes after we depart here? Thanks, Kristen. So just, yeah, about five minutes after we all leave the room. And so one last piece from Anna. It's my job to just make amends and say if in any way we have harmed you or been careless. Sometimes we're loud, sometimes we don't answer all the notes. Um, you know, we're moving at a slightly different pace. So we beg your forgiveness and know that we mean no harm. We're so glad to be here with you. Okay, let's take a short break and the teachers will be back.
Are you noticing how it is in your mind and in your body as we continue to move from just the stillness and the simplicity of the schedule to the land of nuts and bolts? It's really part of this, this part of the retreat, this um, practice for tomorrow and the rest of your life. Uh, I'm going to say a few words about what I found to be helpful in caring for oneself and the practice as in the process of emerging from the retreat container into daily life. And then we'll do a, a small guided breaking silence exercise where we practice mindful speaking and listening together. And then we'll have some words from Solwazi. So there will be more time also tomorrow morning for questions and to continue uh, talking about, you know, the framing for me for so many years was how do I bring my Dharma practice into my life? You know, how do I find time to sit? How do I find... Um, how do I bring the Dharma into my life? And, and now the framing for me really is very much how do I bring my life into the Dhamma? You know, the, it's, the, this, this anchoring in the Dhamma is first. And so over time it becomes how, do, how does one bring one's life into the Dhamma? How does everything fold into the path, weave into the path? And when you make your way um, away from Spirit Rock tomorrow, you won't stay as concentrated <laughs> as you are now. Your experiences will shift. You know, part of the process of what has been cultivated here is due to really particular causes and conditions, right? The this, this simplicity, the renunciation that's here. So this is a great opportunity to practice not being attached to mind states. Your mind states will change and you will be supported by the merit, by the beneficial energy, by the wholesome momentum of the incredible work that we're doing here together. You know, in the next 48 hours, one of your best friends is probably going to be mindfulness of the body. Uh, you know, if you're going to an airport tomorrow, for example, like I am, you know, like you have, it's really not up to us whether our nervous systems completely freak out in an airport or whether we're just so calm and concentrated and relaxed, you know. So there's really this practice of like really practicing mindfulness of the body, feeling your feet on the ground, feeling your hands feeling your limbs moving through space, just a really important way to stay connected to the practice and the presence, mindfulness of the body 24-7, really. And for me, there's this practice of like having equanimity with regard to what arises. It's really not up to you exactly what arises. You know, you may feel equanimous, you may not, but just having equanimity with regard to whatever response unfolds in your system as you leave the property tomorrow.
you know, going through a, a journey like this, there can often be that feeling of going home and wanting to tell people how profound it was as you were walking slowly outside, communing, transforming the suffering of the fire. Like, you know, it's just, it can be so profound and subtle and nuanced. And oftentimes, you know, if you get home and you live with roommates or family or friends, it's like you can come home so full-hearted wanting to share about the retreat and all they want to know is if you can take out the garbage. <laughs> you know, that's so like, that's it. So just keeping the perspective that you've been in this, you know... We've been in a liminal space together. We've really been in a liminal space and the rest of the world is going along in a more ordinary reality. And for me, I'm careful about who I share my retreat experience with. Most people, when I leave retreat, they say, Erin, how was your retreat? Most people don't really wanna know how my retreat was, you know? So for most people, I say, great, I learned a lot. But then there are those people who do want to know and have the heart capacity to receive what's unfolded. And, you know, just really out of respect for the kind of sacred work that we, that we are doing here together, you know, I'd encourage you to share your experience fully in the places where you know it's going to be received. Because when we share our experience and it's not fully received, it can kind of cause like a sense of doubt with regard to something that feels so you know, sacred, really. So I, um, my, my line is great, I learned a lot, unless somebody really wants to know. Mm-hmm. Continuing in the practice here on the retreat is really important. As we're coming into in and out of silence and, and sharing more together, uh, it's really good practice for for when you leave the retreat tomorrow. So I encourage you, even if things are starting to feel more buzzy or more jarred inside of you, I just encourage you to wholeheartedly practice with what's, with what's arising and to keep the mindfulness front and center in your body. You know, in, in a... We don't want you to be planning too much, but after the retreat's a great time to start planning your next retreat. (laughs) It is. There's a way that so quickly the momentum of life can fill in and dim the power of what's happened here. So if if, if what's happening here for you feels of benefit, if you feel touched, if it's powerful, you know, like to keep that thread alive, that's a great use of planning mind. Plan another retreat. And you're probably, each of you, are probably more sensitive than you realize right now. You know, you've you've just been inside of this. And as we've said, it's really, you can't exactly gauge what's happened for you entirely because you're so inside of it. And there's a way that the system just, like there's, even though it's hard sometimes being here and keeping the schedule, there's also often a real measure of relief just to be unplugged, just for the body and heart to return to a more natural rhythm, a more natural way. And so, you know, going back into daily life can feel like, whoa, this is really a lot. So take your time. Don't be too quick to coalesce. We we do this practice because... um, 
You know, it, 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 this, this practice, as, as we cultivate, you know, our, our, we become more of who we are. And so there can be this little bit of a sense of like, oh, this is kind of a different experience of me in the world. So don't be too quick to jump right out there and pick up the exact same you that you were before this retreat. Now let yourself take some time to recoalesce. Take it slowly, again out of respect for the goodness and depth of what's unfolding here. And, and more will be said tomorrow, but I also want to just say that, um, you know, like uh, somebody was saying, I don't know which one of us, but just, I think Matthew was saying this morning, we've been on this nine-day retreat. It's, it's really true <laughs> that the second half of the retreat is the next nine days. It's really true. So I would invite you to hold it as such. The second half of the retreat is the retreat of what is your journey uh, you know, being being with yourself and being with with your life and bringing your life into the Dhamma over the next nine days. So so just expect that. Expect that. I don't know where these little noises are coming from. Does that look all right? Yeah. Okay. So um. How many times have you thought about the moment that you were going to break silence on this retreat? Has it crossed your minds a few times? Well, we're about to come into that moment. And some of you probably can't wait to sit down and talk to someone. And some of you would probably like to run down the hill and uh, leave right now. (laughs) But it's a really important practice because you do have to come out of the retreat. And in a moment, in silence, I'm going to ask you to find two people to uh, do, a, do a short guided exercise with. It's helpful um, to sit on the same level, to either to be in three chairs or three people on the floor. You can stand if you want to. And if we need to have a couple groups of two, we can have two groups of two, but no groups of four. So... Uh, Just take a moment and let yourself sense inwardly how it is for you to know that in a few few moments you're going to be looking at these, these dear beings who you've been practicing with. We're about to practice speaking and listening together. Let yourself connect with an anchor in your body. Maybe your seat and the pressure of your seat on the cushion or chair. Maybe your hands, the palms, the sensations of the palms. Just connect with a home base in the body where some of the attention can dwell And staying connected to this home base in the body. In silence, please find two other 
folks to do this exercise with. If you're looking for partners, raise your hand if you need some folks to work with. There's one over here. Yeah, raise your hand. And there's, it looks like this group needs one more person. This group along the aisle right here needs one more person. If you're looking for someone to work with. And this, this, let's see here. Okay, so you can come join this group. Are you needing one more person? So we've got how many groups of two? We've got three groups of two. So let's break that into two groups of three. So maybe if you and the red wouldn't mind joining this group, that would be great. Yeah, if you'll join this group over here. And if you'll come and join this group of two up here. Thank you. If this is a group of two, do we have another group of two? Okay, so we've got three more groups of two. So would one of you join this group on the floor and would one of you join that group that's standing? Thank you. Great. And as you come into your groups, we'll take a moment of quiet together. Settling here. I want you to know that in this exercise, you don't have to share the most profound thing that happened on the retreat. If you decide you want to talk about the weather, it's no problem. You can share as, as personally or, or not as you wish. And each person will have about two minutes to just share from your heart something about your experience here. It could be about the food. It could be about your practice. What you share doesn't really matter. What matters is being connected to a sense of presence in your body, and what matters is to hear one another from your hearts. When each person speaks, there's no giving advice, there's no interrupting, there's no commenting. So again, just connecting with the anchor in your body. Fine to open your eyes. You don't have to do deep, you know, Sufi eye gazing. <laughs> it's fine to keep your eyes open or closed. And I'm going to ask that the person sitting closest to uh, the windows on this side <laughs> speaks first. And if you'll say your name, and just spend a couple of minutes sharing something from your experience here on retreat. I'll ring the bell, and when you hear the bell, we'll go back into a moment of silence together. Do you have any questions before we begin? Sure. We'll do that um, as, you're, as you're in just a moment here.
Great. Okay, so the first person, please go ahead and begin. And beginning to wrap up. And taking a moment to bring the attention inward once again. Noticing how this experience of interacting, being in relationship is resonating in your being, in your body. And let's go clockwise. The next person, please begin now. Thank you. 
especially when I miss like Tiffany Grove. When I meet Tiffany Grove, there would be a lot of men, and I really appreciated that in different kinds of men. Beginning to wrap up. And again, just settling where you are, how you are. And the third person when you're ready. And beginning to wrap up. So, so you're going to invite. Say, turn it over, and then by then, are you going to dismiss people? Or? I'll take a moment of quiet again. Really sensing your body in contact with the chair, with the earth.
And in silence, please return to your place in the hall. It's a shift, isn't it? You notice the energy. You're such a cooperative group. Wow. <laughs> Guess that's what happens when you're in silence and in this hall. Uh, we asked Solwazi to, to say a few words at this time because Solwazi, uh, with the way the flight schedule worked out for him to get back to DC, um, <laughs> He, he's going to be leaving this evening after the Dharma talk. And uh, please. Great, thank you. Um, in a couple days, my mother is celebrating her 89th birthday. Yeah. yeah. So the family is gathering tomorrow to, uh, to celebrate. My mother never said anything directly to me like you better be here but she gave me the eye <laughs> <laughs> and, and I always listen to my mother well not always <laughs> so I, I did want to uh, take this opportunity to to first extend my thanks and gratitude to the teaching team you all have uh, been very generous and supportive. And I truly appreciate you. And I think I've learned some things about, you know, the craft of teaching. So that's a good thing. I wanted to extend my thanks uh, to you all as well for being here. You've got lots of different options, what you can do with your time and to what you do with your resources. And for you to make the choice to be here on a retreat, and I've always said that retreat is kind of a misnomer. I mean, because it, it kind of has, you know, other kind of connotations, but to be here doing the work that you do to face y your experience, which is oftentimes suffering, to turn towards it, to practice the cultivation of wisdom, to cultivate courage, to cultivate an, an open heart compassion is powerful and it's not just for yourself for for all beings it's it's yeah so i'm really thankful for your practice for your being here <laughs> 
Um, I'm thankful to Spirit Rock for so many different reasons. The food is amazing. <laughs> but providing us masks in the, in the smoke, thank goodness for the mask. And the umbrellas in the rain, thank goodness for the umbrellas. One time I was walking down the hill and there was a gust of wind. I almost felt like Mary Poppins or something. It was it was impressive. <laughs> so finally, I'd like to end with this. Um, I met a couple times with a yogi who um, is turning towards the pain and the suffering. And it's difficult because there's there's a lot going on. And um, I asked about what what really helps, and Meta came up. And I asked, well, how are you practicing Meta? And she said she she uses these phrases. I asked if I could hear the phrases. They were shared with me. I ask if it will be all right if I sent an extended meta to her. She said that would be fine. So I want to share the phrases with you. And I'd like, if you'd like, I'd like to invite you to silently repeat them to yourselves. Either extending the meta to yourself, to a loved one, a benefactor, to all beings or to someone you know who who is suffering however you want to approach it but these were the phrases may I be well may I be well may I be free from inner and outer harm. May I be free from inner and outer harm. May I deeply and completely love and accept myself. May I deeply completely love and accept myself. May I live with love, grace, and joy. May I live with love, grace, and joy. May I experience financial prosperity. May I experience financial prosperity. Thank you. Our heartfelt gratitude and deep bows to you, Solwazi, for your beautiful offering and presence on this team and to this retreat. So glad to be here with you.
getting wild. So we're going to go back into the silence <clears throat> and take just a, a bio break. The chanting will be at five. I'm wondering if somebody would be willing to ring the bell at five minutes to five. Yeah, okay, great. So we'll see you back in just a few minutes.
I'd like to continue with the practice of metta through this piece of music, the seeds of this song, chant, um, were first kind of uh, began walking while I was walking in the hills here, It's beautiful trails and the trees. Uh, there are a few lines that I sing, and then we we can all sing the the chant together, the chorus that's really um, just phrases from the metta practice. I cannot turn my eyes. I cannot count the cost of all that has been broken, all that has been lost. cannot understand the suffering that life brings war and hate and hunger and a million other things When I've done all that I can And I vow to do my part Let sorrow be the doorway Into an open heart And the light on the hills is full of mercy. The wind in the trees, it comes to save me. This silence it will never desert me. I long to hold the whole world in these arms. May all be be happy. May all beings be safe. May all
be free. May all beings be happy. May all beings be happy. May all beings be safe. May all beings everywhere be Be free. 
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.